Podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew. Let's go, baby. It has been a minute, but be damn sure the best in the industry has not changed. Uh, we took a break, became slightly prolonged. We had tried to do a practice episode, but it wasn't up to snuff, and whoever the editor was was a bit of an idiot and dropped the ball on really staying it on time. And Fair. Now it's in the vault. So, anywho, anywho. happy new year. year. Welcome back. Hope you had some good holidays. It is now the dead season until summer starts. So, get comfy and join us for some new. (laughs) That's some new. And even though this is some new, let's walk you back in with what we consider our usual. And that's right. It's a plug walk because... You always got to plug yourself, especially in the new year. And with that spirit, with that in mind, I guess would be a better way to phrase that. At people like games is a Twitter at Lilo PLG. If you want to find him, let's go say what's up, hit us up. Let's banter. We throw up a, a bunch of content on there that we don't normally cover on the show as well. So worth a follow. Let's grow the brand. It's establishment season. Uh, The show can be found basically everywhere. Spotify, Apple, subscribe, leave some love. Five stars, nothing less. We'll get to title eventually. Potentially, hopefully. (laughs) Potentially. In the future. It's in the plans. Now, I'm going to kick it over to Lilo for a little bit of... It's called the talk, baby. Sorry about that delay. I thought he was going to say the word. I was waiting for him. He just didn't say it, motherfucker. All right, talk is the table of contents. Table of contents lets you know what you're going to be listening to in this episode. And if you've tuned in before, you'll understand what I'm going to say. We're going to start with the quick scope, which gives you the most important gaming news of this past week of the new year, because we're starting fresh. Um, After the talk, we're going to go into a nice solo... It's, I don't even know what it is. Something or another. I think that's literally what it's called. Something yeah, or it's, it's something. At this point, it's something or another. It could be a rant. It could be a mix of a rant. and It's uh, whatever. It's wild card. Wild card. Soul is wild card. That's, that's what we can call it, maybe. Exactly. It, something it's something like that. or another. Uh, follow that up with my game spotlight, which I will spotlight a game that I've been playing recently or something I found on the interwebs that I think everyone should know about. And then normally we end with the final lap where we talk to a topic at length together and debate and banter and whatnot. But this week, we are giving you the rundown of our season three, the preview. So things are happening. They they absolutely are. Big things. Oh, man. No better way to start off the new year than by jumping into Quickscope with me. Hey, old yeah. habits, old habits. Old habits and talk about old news. 
No better way to start off the new year than by talking about things that happened last year. Because you got to recap. Hey. You got you to know what happened last year so that you can improve upon it this year. Uh, what I'm talking about is there is a fun list hosted on Metacritic that showcases the top 10 worst games of 2018 that we wanted to cover because we thought it was fucking hilarious. And like I said... To know how to improve, you got to know how badly you did. And I'm sure these 10 games and these studios who created them wanted a second chance. So maybe 2019 will be their year. So without further ado, let me give you the list. Coming in at number 10, you have Shaq Fu, A Legend of Born, which was available on all consoles and released last year. It was a remake of a game in the 1990s. Came together with a 36. Oh, FYI. Uh, Metacritic is a website that aggregates all of the ratings from different gaming websites for any given game really for all mediums so movies film television um books and video games so if you're wondering what this 36 means it's 36 out of 100 and that's just the average based off of multiple websites think of GameSpot and ign if you average those scores out so moving on number nine underworld ascendant which was available on pc that also had a 36 so it's tied with shaq fu number eight we have hollow which was available on the switch with a 36 Number seven, our boy Luffy coming in. One Piece VR, PlayStation 4, came in at a 35. Apparently, it was not a good game. Number six, Super Seducer, How to Talk to Girls. That was available on PC. I don't know how that game did poorly. Come on, the title said it all. Number five, Past Cure, available on everything except Switch with a 34. Number four is Agony. I actually heard about this game from a couple co-workers. They told me to play because it, it was awful. <laughs> it's a horror game hosted on PS4, Xbox, PC. Came in at 34. Number three, Fantasy Hero Unsigned Legacy, which was available on the Switch. Switch has got a couple games on here. I'm a little upset. Number two is Gene Rain. It's called, or it came through on Xbox and PS4. Came in at a 32. And the number one worst game of 2018 the Quiet Man for PS4 and PC with a score of 29. Um, even Metacritic, the article that hosts you know all these games in the list, said you should play this game because of how bad it is. So there's something to be said. Maybe cool following. You never know. That's all I got. Yeah, that is a little embarrassing. <laughs> Granted, you can say that all, you know, reviews are relative uh, I suppose you can get to some sort of uh, a general consensus by compiling them and uh, if enough people say right. you suck well maybe you maybe might you do suck people aren't haters I don't want to I'm just saying so you know if, if five out of five people are like yo this show sucks I'd be like you know what maybe this show sucks <laughs> You're right. but you know I suppose reality I is different for everyone and they do seem awful i I remember covering super seducer at some point i feel like they had trouble with steam uh, yeah they did because it was too risque yeah the obvious creepiness of that game but anyway now on to a little bit of uh my favorite type of story and that's legalities because uh, that should be interesting if you really think about it anyway that is a very poor way to it really interesting if you think about it. You want you on your game right now. You, you think about point. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how, I'm very convincing, I've been told by no yes. one in particular. Anyway, uh, this is uh, a story based out of Japan. 
and that is that it has now become illegal to mod game save data and game consoles in Japan uh, with both of those offenses potentially punishable by up to five years in prison and fines of five million yen. That is sort of ridiculous, but That's crazy. it does constitute a growing trend in Asia specifically of criminalizing, I guess, quote unquote, crim- now I guess I would say uncool habits, but has now <laughs> right? become criminal. <laughs> I'd be like, that's not cool. And now they're like, no, that's criminal. Uh, that is that Korea actually ended up criminalizing boosting accounts with Which that we, being we covered over the break but didn't get released it's in the vault didn't, didn't sorry get, it's in the vault but the fact that the uh punishment is two years in prison or uh, i believe like thirty thousand uh, dollars u.s in fines as well it's interesting to see uh Lilo and i had had a conversation about how it sort of touched on how Esports and video games are starting to be taken in a much more serious manner along the lines of, you know, sports. So who's to say that someone trying to play professional or, you know, even amateur ranked versions of a game aren't by cheating, disrupting an amateur to professional league pipeline, which is something that's interesting because the fact that the games are owned by the creators and the leagues are tied in, it's different than actual sports. So the amateur to pro funnel is slightly different. And, uh, you know, these sort of, these sort of legal precedents are going to come to the U S at some point. Uh, you, you know, as we even covered it a couple of weeks, you know, not even a couple of weeks at this point, but towards the end of season two with the growing number of lawsuits that, these game publishers and companies were taking against consumers but anyway it's going to keep happening and i'm interested to see how it rolls out this way eh, that's Dude, about all i got it's kind of you crazy that, that you think about the integrity of gaming and how it's changing in asia like we're talking about you can't boost you can't mod what else can't you do in the united states I know you think we both think like everything in europe is going to come over here i actually don't think that modding will be illegal over here because it's your own personal property. That's the only thing. That's the one caveat I can't get yeah. around. You buy the console, is it yours? Like, do I own it? Then I can do whatever the fuck I want to. It's like a warranty being voided. Right, right. And in that case, Lilo, like, sure, you can't use Lilo my server. Is technically but... a criminal in Korea. <laughs> in Korea. And, by the way, which we covered, uh, which yeah. is because he boosted my account. And so... If you you're ever in Korea, officials, please be feel feel free to arrest this man at the airport. It's in the past. I don't know how your legal system works, but hopefully I can't get fucking reprimanded for something I did last year. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you should not have said the date. I know. I know. Sure. Sure. Good ago. point. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next article, which is where I toot my own horn, and I'm very excited because it's something that merges two of my favorite gaming genres together. Uh, an article covered on IGN just showcases how Nintendo Switch is quietly becoming a digital board game haven. And so the article goes in depth and covers Asmodee Digital, which has been known to port games over to from a physical medium to the digital world. And they have a, their own website. You can check it out. It's, they got a shit ton of list of games, which is awesome. But long story short, um, 
A quote from Asmodee Digital, we see Nintendo Switch games as a great companion to the tabletop experience. The Switch console has the ability to facilitate social interactions between players, which the foundation, which is the foundation of most board games. I totally agree. Uh, that coupled with the Switch's mobile capabilities makes it the natural new home of a majority of our games. The, that quote in itself shows, you know, they capture all the right, the best components of the Switch, which you and I can both agree. So that like, it's mobile, it's fun. I've played Mario Party, and that was a board game on the Switch, right? And there's a whole bunch of games in the store. It's fucking the awesome. The online but sucks. The online does suck. So and that's that why really I, kills the whole social aspect of it. It does, unless you get together in person, which is one thing that these games which advertise. Which is sort of the opposite of what the experience is supposed to be allowed For Switch, to I, enable. I don't know. That, that's, it's, it's weird. It's interesting. I, I kind of... I've played digital board games, and I honestly am looking forward to Asmodee Digital porting over a couple games and what they're doing first. Uh, they're actually doing Carcassonne and Catan, Settlers of Catan, renamed Catan because I guess that's just so much easier than Settlers of Catan, but whatever. Uh, yeah, they're bringing over that to Switch, and then expect to see a flood, an influx of games. Shut up, nerd. Just saying. <laughs> I'm super excited. Super fucking excited. It just seemed a perfectly timed time to say that. I'll give you that one. That was pretty good. It was pretty nerdy. You know, we covered a couple board games on the show. It's Game Spotlight. It's about people like games. Shout Fuck out you, to Matt Solo. Lillicott for being super cool. Even though he's like go. one of the top board game creators of all time, he just sort of like rolled through. It was like, all right, I'll talk He's to like, yeah, I'll do an interview with you. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. I'll help you out. Exactly. Shout Can't out to play. you. Mm-hmm. Gonna, we should send you some merchandise for being super cool. Anyway. There we go. Anywho, anywho. Now, moving on, but staying on the same topic because we're still on Nintendo for this next story. And that is the recent uh, interview with Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa uh, with Nikai, which is a Japanese magazine. Uh, and he mentioned how the company could potentially in the future abandon the traditional home gaming experience for mobile titles. I get Big it. Big news. Big news. Not Just really. Saying. Not in particular. So? As, as I've been bullish on the show before about how Nintendo would eventually use the mobile revenue we, from its said titles it to since replace. Since season one, for yeah, sure. Since season one, since early, since like episode like twelve, I think of season. But that's just the way it's trending. This is like yeah. verbal confirmation. But, no, but, it, it, but the the confirmation will come even further because the strategy, and we're going to reiterate it for you, new listeners, and because it's new, we're going to re-educate you for the new year, and that is go. that. With Nintendo moving to the Switch, they were creating a, a mobile console. I'll give you the quick minute pitch so we can keep it moving. But uh, with Nintendo creating the Switch, they basically displaced their uh, mobile, uh, their handheld market. So if you had the Switch, you potentially didn't have a reason to have a DS or an, a different or 3ds or whatever or the 2ds if that whichever you prefer but since they were getting rid of that market by making the switch mobile they could move whatever titles they would have had there onto the switch but then the lesser titles that would have been released on the 2ds they could then still release on mobile and so their first run at mobile with mario run was a failure because they tried to price it as you would traditional games for 10 bucks you could have the whole thing no extra cost etc 
great model, very cool. They quickly realized no one wants that. So microtransaction. And so they really Blood fire emblem heroes and that made a killing. And yep. basically most of their subsequent titles have made a, a, a killing more or less because they've stuck to the microtransaction model. Once Mario Kart comes out, I'm I'm still a firm believer if Nintendo is truly alluding to this sort of shift, they have a similar strategy in mind as to what i had laid out they're going mobile eventually makes sense but i guess it's verbal confirmation i could toot my own horn but that <laughs> at this point feels aggressive because i'm just so right so goddamn often so we got to figure out a new way to do about this oh god hey, welcome hey, back hey, solo back, back, to back. season three hit him, uh, he hit thinks him, he thought that all himself i want to go back myself, and you'll baby. see that it was me first just saying okay all right, moving on. Uh, we want someone else who's tooting their own horn. It actually follows suit. Thank you very much for making this transition seamless. Yeah, Guess yeah, what? Yeah. An article written by BBC showcases the UK touting their place in the gaming world. I bring it up because it's important to understand who re- that like gaming is a global thing, and it's just funny to see BBC, which is a you know world renowned, world recognized brand for the UK and news covering gaming. Awesome. So. From the article itself, the Entertainment Retailers Association, or the ERA in the UK, whose uh, released figures showcasing that only China, United States, Japan, and Germany are making more money from gaming than London. Um, in the article itself, it just shows that like the UK has always been a hub for arts in the world in general and for culture. <laughs> it's because they, you know colonized everybody but whatever uh they say that gaming is no different and it's due to several factors several big name studios are based in the uk including which i didn't know rockstar north created rudder 2 red dead redemption 2 Rudder, right the lead studio for rockstar north was based in edinburgh in the uk which, and that's where they did which, most of the work which can, i'm just gonna pause and say even with our five week break i'm still playing the game and I'm still apparently in, in, in the middle of not finishing at all because I, I made no progress <laughs> when I made progress, but fucking Jesus, yeah, next. It's so deep. All right, uh, moving story. forward, we got some more studios that I just wanted to highlight coming from the article. Fup- creators of, uh, well, Football Manager, Creator Sports Interactive is based in the UK. Batman developer Rocksteady is based in the UK. Criterion Games, which worked on Star Wars Battlefront 2, is based in the UK. Playground Games, which co-created Forza is based in the UK. Lots of big name studios, lots of titles you recognize. Um, honestly, they've got a whole bunch of events over there, kind of the same way we covered, you know, BlizzCon or PAX or anything like that. They've got their own version of that. And I think the biggest thing from this article that I just want to sum it up with, the UK puts money back into the industry, as indicated by the 1.25 billion euros they put back into the development of new released games and companies. They also passed legislation to help gaming. Okay, that's the biggest thing. It's called the Video Game Tax Relief for British Game Companies. Rather, sorry, that's not what it's called. It's called the VTGR, Video Tax Game Relief or some shit like that. Long story short, if you qualify, you get 20% of your production value back from development of the game. So that's kind of insane. And it's estimated that over 68% of games created in the UK would not be there or not exist at all if this tax relief did not exist. So legislation is passed to help gaming in the UK. Haven't seen anything like that in the United States. Big news. We could see that in the future potentially. Showcase is growing, man. Global. 
Global brand. Let's go, gaming. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, gaming is growing. And as it grows, uh, it sort of plays sort of, I guess, sort of relatively seamlessly into our next article, which is on The Motley Fool. If you're not familiar, it's a sort of investing, personal finance, et cetera, website. Uh, and they had a, a website about how Epic Games was exploiting a loophole in Google's mobile ecosystem. Bit of a misleading title. It basically talks about how because Android's open source, it allows Epic to inevitably uh, allow its uh, app store to be installed on Android devices by nature of being installed directly from their website and something that Apple doesn't allow it. So Google is getting a bit more screwed out of this than, say, Apple, because it's not like Epic is pulling this shit with Apple because they don't really have an option on that front. And so it feels like using the loophole of an open source instead of sort of respecting that technology, they're taking the odd man out. I think it's making more money. Yeah. I I think it it is important because, you know, Epic games, obviously if you're familiar or if you're not owns the unreal engine, which is a major uh, programming language that is used by developers in a lot of games. And so, the uh, Epic Marketplace that's going to be coming out will offer a 88-12 split on revenues. And that 12% that they end up taking actually includes the 5% fee or the 5% cost of using Royalty the Unreal fee. Engine in the, Royalty yeah, fee, yeah. of the engine in the first place. So that's sort of interesting. I think that it's a bit hypocritical for Google to say anything because they are selling their own you know, software, you know, or operating system. So, you know, to complain that someone else wants to run something on an operating system is a bit funny, but I think the same sort of uh, approach should be taken with Apple. I think uh, it's a a bit hypocritical on Epic's part to just find the spot they can take the revenue out instead of going after both of them because it is a bit of an exploitative system at this point to give up 30% of your revenue should be closer like 10% at most for discovery but anyway that's all I got it's nothing too detailed hardly exploiting uh, more like get good capitalism (laughs) capitalism (laughs) just like you find loopholes that's what you do try to make some money so what's our loophole I see no Uh, wrong you see no wrong and it's funny I see wrong but I see smart (laughs) yeah you see wrong you see smart Uh, that kind of you know, let's let's move into this next article, but it, it relates along the lines because you can see misogyny, you can see negative aspects of the gaming industry, you could see toxicity, or you could see just I don't know a weird social experiment going on. I bring this up because while we were on break, there was an article uh, released by here. Let me go to this. Um, Sorry, the Washington Post, actually. And it covered Overwatch contenders and specifically a player named Ellie, right? So this player named Ellie was a female who was a rising star in the Overwatch world. Um, Ellie would, you know, stream games, but then also 
showcase a whole bunch of screenshots of all this hate that she quote unquote got from the public and all these people saying that girls can't play all these things you know just just misogynistic ideals in the gaming world what's interesting is that people kept pushing for ellie to reveal herself reveal herself reveal herself she was picked up by a team and the team was called oh my goodness where Second win. There we go. And the team is called Second Win. Second Win was backing Ellie, saying that the world is is terrible and essentially like there's uh, misogynistic tendencies and people should just let players be players and not worry about who or what is going on behind the scenes. Um, after more pushing and more public backlash about Ellie, turns out that Ellie was revealed to be a man, showcasing playing as a woman and. Uh, <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, the public was right talking about how they didn't believe that Ellie was who Ellie said she was. But what's interesting is that the team backed it as sort of a social experiment and how the public reacted negatively and should just let players be players. Long and short of what I'm talking about, and you can read the article yourself on the Washington Post, it's just interesting to see um, they quote or they talk about Gaguri, who we've covered and is on the Shanghai Overwatch team. And we covered at length in season two, but talks about how there's not a lot of respect for female gamers in the world and that they're under more scrutiny than uh, male counterparts. And I just hope moving in the future that Gaming in general becomes a much more inclusive and less divisive environment so that everyone can play together. Um, I know I summed that up pretty terribly, but I thought it was hilarious that, you know, <laughs> a man playing as a woman received a shit ton of hate, showcased that to the world, and then people still didn't understand the point in which why they did it. Just like the fact that they were right calling the girl a guy, that kind of situation. Instead of realizing that, like, you guys can be assholes and pieces of shit, that kind of stuff. I am just going to say, let us be inclusive, but let trash talk along with. Fair. That's about it. Fair. Uh, to add, uh, I think it's funny. I think it does not surprise me as to the lack of people's ability to understand social experiments of that nature. Um, but... What can you do? And in that spirit, Educate. that's pretty much it. I shall not mull. Instead, I shall move on to uh, one of my favorite articles uh, of the year already, and that is uh, a federal indictment against a former Northern Kentucky mayor, be based on an article uh, by the Cincinnati Inquirer. It was reported that a elected official was indicted on charges stemming from alleged theft of public funds. Donald Lee Job, in particular, faced Jobin. charges for abuse of Job. Job. <laughs> no, no, no. Part, I'm saying not Jobin. part of the Alliance of Magicians. Faces charges <laughs> of, mis of abuse of public trust for stealing up to $10,000. One of the things that he ended up. Uh, doing, the document alleges, is that Joe purchased computer parts that he claimed that were you that were going to be used to build a city computer. Instead, this is my favorite sentence, investigator found the parts had been used for a gaming computer. 
Fuck yeah. Let's go. Congratulations, Job. You spent like 10 grand on a Ford, your petty cash, and a gaming computer. And now you face federal corruption charges because. Now you go to jail, motherfucker. But hey. Yo, you got to get a good gaming rig, man. People Seriously. be cutthroat nowadays. You got to stream well, you know? <laughs> or be a, be a proper elected official and get that shit on the sly. Yeah, right? It's Don't stealing. Get idiot. Come you on. Idiot. Come on. Come on. Shame on you. What do we hit him with? What do we hit him with right now? I think I'm going to go with... You already know. Sorry. You already know. It been hit. Can I, it been hit. Can I follow Hit him up? again. Hit him again. I was going to follow up you with You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> you lose, bro. You definitely fucking lose in that battle. Oh, man. Shout out Blagojevich. There you go. All right. Uh, moving on. We only got a few minutes left, so we're going to try to rattle home the quick scope for you. Uh, we just want to cover, or rather, I found this article online about the Wii U and how right now everyone's about the Switch, right? You've been hear about the switch over christmas break i'm sure you saw all the sweet deals for switch great the wii u is currently selling for crazy ridiculous prices and i just don't know why i honestly am just writing this or explaining this to you because like why though the wii u is currently selling on ebay and amazon for upwards of 800 dollars and the only thing i can think of is because it's backwards compatible with the wii it has a very large game library which the switch does not have now and it's still functional i guess but God damn, $800, which means there's a market for it. People wouldn't be selling it unless there was a market for it, and there is. So what do you think? People are stupid. People are fucking stupid. Uh, this market's going to be going away once the virtual you know, GameCube titles come <laughs> over to Switch that, or something that, like that. In that spirit, I do want to shout out a quick episode of Money Planet that came out uh, called The Flying Black Lotus. And it was about uh, how the Magic the Gathering creators ended up stemming a speculative bubble the way Beanie Babies and those type of things mm. end up gaining value very quickly. And uh, that sort of speaks to this Wii U potential fascination and phenomena moving down the line as well. And so just worth a worth fully, fully listen. Shout out to you guys. You guys always, or you guys and girls and people, you shout out to you people. You do wonderful fucking content and do more gaming stuff so I can have more ideas that I can slyly poach. Hell anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we just honest out here. We keep it a buck. Nothing less. <laughs> Anywho. Now on to our next story because we are keeping it moving, and that is that the old school RuneScape, RuneScape, RuneScape has, uh, or the mobile version has hit five million downloads on iOS and Android. Pretty major number. That's the game huge. is fucking huge. The game is eighteen year old, eighteen years old. Uh, it is not really surprising though. I feel like. There's a very big market for a lot of those old school games. So if you put on, if you put StarCraft two on your phone, you'd be set. But regardless, expect to see a market of a lot of these old school games ported to mobile moving forward. If even Nintendo is thinking out loud that they're willing to move over to mobile. Fair. All right, let's keep it rolling. Um, I got an article that just illustrates. A question about the future. I mean, that's all it brings up, and there's nothing more to it, and it's just to get you 
thinking out there because Solo and I have been talking a lot about this topic. I'm sure this will come up in the future, but year of 2019, forward-looking to the next-gen consoles, right? What are we going to have in the consoles? You think there's going to be CDs? You think there's going to be cloud gaming? Or do you think there's going to be flash drives? Flash drives have recently come up as a possibility for the next generation. If you don't know, the Switch currently uses little cartridges that are quote-unquote flash drives. And from the article itself by Marc-André Jutras, uh, disk technology apparently requires a two-month window before shipping, which means developers have to be ready ahead of time to get the game out to the public at the date that it's supposed to be released. In contrast, flash drives and cartridges are much quicker to load. So fans have already seen, like I said, Nintendo Switch shrink the cartridges down and they're tiny, tiny, but uh, it just gives developers more time. And we've talked at length last season and, or, you know, season one as well about how long it takes to make a game. The more time you get, the better you can do. So flash drives, potential future, question mark? You don't need to get into it now. Just Float it out there. Not sure. Physical till I die. Uh, Physical secondly, till I die. I will say that uh, another reason Mac users will be further isolated away from gaming as they get <laughs> rid of their USB ports. But anyway, probably not. But we'll see. It'll probably be home based consoles connected to cloud internet. Anyway, moving on. The FCC is sticking its nose even further into gaming. And this time, it's based on uh, the expiration of the 21st Century Communication and Video Accessibility Act, which expired on December 31st. And so now games under development or undergoing substantial live updates will be uh, required to meet accessibility requirements. And that means that people with disabilities must be involved with the design or testing uh, process of the games. And they have to have certain criteria, which have not been listed yet, but which will make the games more accessible for individuals with disability. We might not be seeing any more Cupheads moving forward, if that's the case. But what can you do? Damn, that's kind of crazy. We could talk so much about that, but let's just rattle, rattle home in quick scope. Uh, if you're wondering where Fortnite has gone, guess what? It's still fucking there. Uh, it is still leading the charts How in terms sway. of gross revenue. Yeah, exactly. How is right. We have no idea. But um, statistics released by Sensor Tower sees Fortnite on iOS return for a December increase. So they've increased month over month for pretty much the whole year. They've apparently garnered $69 million in December of 2018. This was up 16% from July, where it had its previous peak at $59.3 million. The total in 2018 for iOS is $455 million on the App Store since its launch. And to put that into context, PUBG released in April, right? And since April till now, it only made $100 million on iOS, which is only 22% of the gross that Fortnite has. Fortnite has this ridiculous staying power. Um, the craziest thing is that more and more people keep downloading Fortnite. So Fortnite is seeing solid new downloads with 59% month-over-month gross to 5.2 million new installs this year. All right. That's pretty much all I got, but like fucking absurd that it's still here, still going. When? When will it decline? This year, I think. I think this year. But, you know, that's just my guess. I frankly have no idea. At this point, I feel like it is just ongoing and never-ending. 
and we'll just someone eventually will meet him. Someone Kingdom Hearts, KH three baby. Ooh, Which, yeah. Ooh, ooh, let's ooh. go. Coming soon. Coming soon. Finally, after fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And anyway, now to end up our quick scope, we have Black Ops Four still having a shitty version of its. Uh, microtransactions uh, recently they put a red dot site up for uh, sale on its black marketplace I haven't played the game in a while and they just mentioned how or in an article that had been reading I forget where how they released the game without any microtransactions in it get positive reviews and then release their monetization strategy <laughs> I don't know if that's true but no, I no, really no. want to see. You can buy stuff in the beginning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna see if that's really the case. Expect, expect to hear a lot from me on that because that is a very curious strategy and probably not legal by consumer standards. So maybe, uh, maybe PLG jumping into a breaking news story, and uh, we're going to find out. So be tuned. Be excited because and and be and be very vocal at people like games for updates about these types of stories because this is how it works. But anyway, Black Ops Four, you you shit, you shit, you shit, you shit, <laughs> definitely shit. But anyway, is that it? Now that's all we got for Quickscope. Hey, oh, thank you for bearing with us. Yo, we had the timer going and everything. Almost we, thirty-five minutes on it? the dot. We no, no, it? we were we were over by a minute and a half, but it's fine. It's fine. Fuck it, made it. We Thirty-six thirty. <laughs> hey, we made it. I count. I'm counting it. Get that coin out. Get that coin. Like out. It. I'm doing it. Hit it. Hey, hey, hey. I'm counting it. Anyway, now on to uh, a little segment I like to call solo something or another because I don't really have a. I guess sound cue for it. I'm just gonna use a solo discovery box because that's sort of our fill-in sound cue. It sort of Honestly, works. that kind of makes sense though because it's a mystery box. What did I discover? Hey, what did you we find have out a for solo? You got your sound cue. Congratulations! Boom. Congratulations! There you go. There Shout you go. out to arbitrariness. Shout out to arbitrariness. <laughs> but anyway, I want to cover a curious topic this week instead of a rant or or a recommendation. Um, and the curious topic is how the company Super League Gaming is proposing to proposing an IPO. Uh, I, in Can you fill us in or, about so, IPOs for those who don't know? Yeah. IPOs are initial Myself. public offerings where companies end up offering stocks in their company four dollars mm, obviously mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. buy into companies i got gotcha. and those stocks then give working capital for the companies by increasing like their value and giving them around, cash on yeah hand. it's going public and baby so, going public so companies usually go public when they have a reason to expand and obviously a lot of companies you know you would think these tech companies in particular amazon etc are are spotify are always losing money but even though they're losing money, 
the point is that if you infuse enough capital and they can gain enough users, they would be able to flip it over time into a net positive. The goal is to get enough users and the goal sure. is to give enough money to sustain it long enough to grow big enough to be able to hit that net positive. Because Amazon lost money for a whole lot of fucking years before it stopped. Anyway. Till it owned the world. Yeah. Moving basically, on. Basically, that's usually the story. The establishment. At least the establishment. Yeah, but seriously. Anyway, they established uh, themselves. The fact that they have are looking to raise up to twenty five million. Uh, if you're not familiar with Super League Gaming, they are an amateur esports platform and event organizer. And the fact that they're trying to get an IPO done makes zero sense. Uh, in addition, so they basically posted losses of twelve million and fourteen million over the first two years. They've already. Apparently, over the first nine months, grossed a little bit of profit, but since then, it was offset by operating expenses and has run a net loss of $13.14 million. So basically, it has a deficit of $50 million. And in its prospectus, which is a, a single sheet that you file with the Securities and Exchange Commission to inform potential investors, it says... And I fucking quote this. Our recurring losses from operations, accumulated deficit in cash used in operating activities, raise substantial doubt about our ability to continue as a growing as a going concern. We cannot predict if we will achieve profitability soon or at all. No, no. But then it continues. The principal, the principal purposes of this offering are to obtain additional capital to support our operations. Like if. If I don't, if I, if people are not stupid, I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. People, people, someone explain the basis of a company with zero They're looking original for that IPA. Angel lender. Is it, that's what it's called, right? Angel. Yeah, but go, what is it? Angel, angel, angel investor or a venture angel investor. Capital. Right, right. But that's the thing what it is. is yeah. They have f- series of funding. An IPO is when you have something of value you're offering that's original. Like, what do you own or do that's original? Like, it's literally nothing. What's crazy like, is that just talking about Super League Gaming, it's funny that you saw this. Like before I was doing some more article research and I saw that Super League Gaming uh, was quoted in a couple articles because their services have increased last year by like four four times the amount, aka they do set up events like Solo said. And so they set up tournaments across the nation and you can set up these tournaments through them, have them host them, X, Y, Z. But they said they just saw an influx and that's how gaming is growing. That's one of the metrics I used in my head to realize that gaming is growing because a service that provides tournaments has quadrupled the amount of tournaments they're doing. Just showing that people have that much more of an interest and the number one tournament they host is fucking Fortnite. Duh, makes sense. But uh, it just someone you know, should host a Smash tournament. I I totally agree with you. Maybe right. maybe we'll hear about that in the future. I don't know. Yeah, you never but, know. Yeah, Super we'll League. How people, how smart people go are. Going public. That's interesting statement. I appreciate them being so forthcoming. So I actually don't. I don't hate on that. I can't hate on that. But at the same time, like hoping that someone's gonna invest in you is definitely a long shot. But you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Gotta do what you gotta Stupid. do. I don't get it. Someone from it is Super League Gaming, come on the show and explain your explain yourself, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain yourself. Explain right. your actions. You good to go? Sir. You're let's make moves. All right. Making moves. Now we're going on to the I got it, I got it, trust me. You got it? I got it? Who's got it? 
All right. So what's frustrating is that in this new season, Solo has still not decided to output his fucking sound bites so that I could hear them <laughs> instead. And so that him. I could just keep dropping the sound bites because Lilo, does, Lilo doesn't actually listen I to our episodes. I have no idea. So I have a oh, bunch geez. of insulting meme, uh, memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio Get memes thrown in there for him that he doesn't anyway. realize. Damn, With the uh, game spotlight, good sir, I get to cover something that I've been playing recently. And this game in particular is called Brawl Stars. So if you don't know what Brawl Stars is or it sounds fucking familiar, it's probably because you've seen it on the iOS page going crazy. Also, actually, I think it might be iOS only. I'm not really sure. I should probably check into that. Long story short, it's created by Supercell. Who is Supercell and why do you know that name? It's a mobile game developer based in Helsinki, Finland. Offices all over the world, including San Francisco, Tokyo, Seoul, and Shanghai. But when they launched in 2010, they came out with some fun games called Clash of Clans and Clash Royale. They also have Boom Beach, which I don't really care about, and Heyday. But yeah, most recently and most notably, they came out with Brawl Stars. This game is fucking addicting, bro. It is mobile-style, top-down shooter that is out of the norm for Supercell because normally it's more strategy-based games and like you drop people and it's... it's This is a MOBA. This is literally a three-on-three MOBA. You are one character, top-down shooting, like I said. You're fighting with teammates against other teams. It's very League of Legends, very Overwatch. You have multiple different characters, multiple different abilities. Very, very fun. Very cool. Um, Some of the gameplay details include several game modes. So the first and foremost is Gem Grab. That's the first one you're going to play on the intro. Uh, You collect 10 gems and hold on to them. So both teams start on opposite sides. You run to the center, gems pop out of a little box, and you fight over control over that. There's going to be tall grass that you can hide from other individuals. That's what every map has. There's going to be tall grass and boxes that block projectiles. Some of your supers can destroy the projectiles, so you can destroy cover from other people. That's a fun mode. It's easy to understand. You get to go down. Um, There is this game mode called Heist. The aim of the game is to defend or destroy a safe containing the valuables of the game. So you and your team run across the map. It's kind of like, you ever play Capture the Flag? Yeah, you know what Capture the Flag is. You got to defend the base, but then also get their flag. Now this is defend your base, but also destroy their flag. Same idea. You get it. Next one is Bounty. Bounty is a game where you try to get as many kills as possible. The more kills you get, the more valuable you become as a potential outlaw and if people kill you they get those points so as you kill people you gain stars and these stars will then be transferred to the other person who kills you easy enough and then finally the fun thing that i think still find interesting we were asking ourselves in season one and season two where will the battle royale genre take it next well it's on the mobile moba scene This game mode is called Showdown. It is a free-for-all game mode where you're literally one character, you're running around fighting to the death. As you kill other opponents, you can gain gems. These gems boost your health and stats, making you harder to kill for the next people. And you just go around and it's just a free-for-all. There's gonna be 10 people on the map. You can also play team free-for-all. That's the fucking PUBG scene. That's the Fortnite scene. They've Supercell have adapted it. It's incredibly fun. Very addicting, and also servers are great. <sighs> where is this game released, and what stage of development it is like, or where is the stage of development? It is released globally. It actually started in Canada first, then it went to Europe. Interestingly enough, 
now it's in the United States and pretty much all over the world. So Brawl Stars, fucking awesome. Supercell, definitely a group that if we can get on the show, I think would be invaluable. They've made so much fucking money. It's insane. They make quality games, which is the best part. And they have the coolest feature that I've seen today. They have the event locator. You click on an event locator, they track you through the app, which obviously makes sense. They check your GPS and kind of shit. And then uh, they let you know where a local event is. You can schedule meetups with other people who play the game. You can schedule an event. They'll host it. And uh, yeah, they'll give you some money for that shit too. So long story short, I think it's an awesome idea. Super convenient, super easy to find other people who do want to play the game in person together with you. And I think... uh, Anybody who has a cell phone, iOS specifically, because I know that's true, Android maybe, should uh, check it out. All right? Solo, what are you thinking? You going to uh, pick up Brawl Stars? I do find it interesting. I am still very hesitant on mobile games just because I don't like the fact that your fingers end up being used as a touchpad. So seamless, man. Overlapping the screen. Not I'm going to check it not out. Not a lot to do. I'm going to check it so out. Seamless. And, you know, from now on, I'm going to do an addendum to Lilo's Game Spotlight moving forward. And every week, I'm going to come back the following week with a letter grade as to what I think of Lilo's Game Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's actually a very good idea. Like, last week you covered a game, I gave it an F. This week, it, fucking F. Exactly. Oh, no, I actually can't really do it. It's just every week moving forward. That's fine. That works. Yo, Brawl Stars, check it out. Last week, I liked it. This week, I didn't. Uh, right. <laughs> that's kind of it. That could be it. Yeah, that's like, it. That'd be it. Binary. The pass, one, fail. The one Fuck sen- that. <laughs> the one sentence review of Lilo's Game Spotlight was so right? Anyway. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Now, do expect that. Do expect that. We're, we're, we're going to be implementing the season. And in the spirit of implementing let's talk a little bit about the future and even though it's the future i'm gonna still hit that final lap cue because i've missed it it's been over a month it's been a long fucking time we 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 ended up delaying for so long because lilo was actually coming from the west coast the west coast new york to the east coast and we were going to try to do an episode in person live but because Lilo has shitty scheduling abilities, he ended up go. not scheduling the episode appropriately. <laughs> and Shit happens, life it. finds a way. But we did watch Spider-Man, and Fucking that shit was dope, dope as fuck. And I'm very happy that early on when I saw trailers, I was bold enough to say on this that something that looked obviously good was going to be obviously good, and it was obviously good. So shout out to me. Hey, hey. Anyway. Wow. He hasn't done that at all today, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> hey. It's a, yeah, I... I I'm, I'm just my my New Year's resolution was to be kinder to myself. Maybe not <laughs> to others, true. but to myself. Be true to myself. <laughs> be true to myself. Be kind to myself. Other people, you could be in the middle too. But no, I'm teasing. Be kind to everyone. Don't be a dick. That should mm-hmm. be everyone's New Year's resolution. But don't anywho, be a dick. Now, the future of people like games in our absentia sabbatical. That's chill all you got? Period. Yeah, I was going to say chill period. I, I didn't Hiatus. have anything else. Hiatus, time off, anything. Hiatus, time off, break, sojourn. Recess. 
Timeout. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We, we're in timeout pretty much. We're in timeout. We timed out on ourselves. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Can't do like, this shit. No, no, no. This isn't going the right way. But we ended up uh, putting together a few new things. So I guess we're, we, we're going to announce this. I, Give it I to him, baby. Us. Give it so to him. First up, in this coming season, expect to hear from more industry guests. Last year, we only ended up getting Matt Laycock, who, again, shout out to you, super kind guy to give us his time, even though he's sort of so renowned, even though we're so early in the show. Hopefully we get him back and get a proper interview with him and get the proper audience in front of right. him that he deserves. Uh, in addition to a bunch of new people who will announce uh, as we actually get them uh, you know, signed up officially. We got a few in the works. Uh, secondly, we're going to be more doing the namesake series more often expect one in next week's episode and we'll be announcing them every week when to expect them and hopefully we'll be just releasing them in between weeks uh as additional content if we don't add them to the episode specifically but anyway next up uh one of my favorite announcements something i've thought about for a very long time merchandise is going yes. to be coming yes, he has. to you very soon plg with the goods and the bag not literally because i'm not a fan of bags but sweatshirts and shirts for men and women we're going people. for all people for the people everyone everyone getting served with very cool shit and so expect that in the coming soon <laughs> uh department so uh i'm excited about that one uh and now a little show related content um i'm going to be airing a new segment whose title i will announce in in next week's episode in two weeks from now (laughs) something Uh, or another part two something or another part two (laughs) we're so good with names out here so we're going down we're going down (laughs) a rabbit hole but You'll see it. Be uh, aware, which I forgot to plug in the beginning, but I should have uh, plugged a bit more appropriately. The subreddit are backslash people like games because uh, there will be questions there related to the topic. So you'll probably be able to sneak out what it is uh, pretty simply. But anyway, now, can we get a drum roll for our last announcement, which is the major news that our break took up in coordinating and planning? Can I play Imaginary cute? drum roll because for some reason I had no reason to ever need a drum roll sound cue. Wait, wait, wait. Because let me just, let me just, this is kind of like a drum roll. This is kind of yeah, like, like a drum roll. Back, 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 gone. Where, where it. is it? What are you, what are you doing? You're hitting a what? If you're hitting anything, a home run? <laughs> I wish I had the, uh, the, the from from the movie Ali when he's like, did it, did it, when he'd bang a drum. The champ right, is here. Right. But uh, we are. Trying a little something new, and that is uh, the People I Games presents the inaugural Winter Smash. That's goddamn right. We are going into the real world, and we are launching out, or or or, or branching out rather, with with our first event. Uh, we're doing a Super Smash Brothers tournament, and it's coming we- soon. Ooh. It's coming soon. January 27th, you already know. January 27th, Sunday, 5 p.m. It will be at uh, a bar, Repeal 18. Given that it's a bar, it will be 21 plus only. Sorry, kids. 
sorry kids this is an adults only party with kids video games hey and right. or no false we took it over it's now an adult video game stay away kids anyway <laughs> uh it's going to be at Repeal 18 in Huntington, New York. That's 30 New Street. It's going to be dope. It's like a 165-inch TV. We did some wiring testing recently. It was super cool, and it's going to be a super awesome time. It's There's going to be massive. It's massive. effing massive screen. He says 165-inch TV. It's a projector, but it's freaking awesome because it's on the whole side of the wall. It's so. massive. There's going to be a tournament, massive. baby. Get ready it's for it. If you're lucky enough to be in the East Coast, be sure to be there. If you can make it to New York, that'd be wonderful. I think it's a, it's free, right? We're doing a free event. event 48 bright. contestants. Tickets Go ahead. for Sorry. day of at the place. No, now give them the rules first. Yeah, I mean, one-on-one tournament, it's going to be five minutes, three-stock limit. We want to make sure that we aren't there all night. And don't don't get me wrong. Like, you're not that good. You're going to get crushed in two minutes anyway, so it's fine. Um, yeah. Solo may or may not be participating. I know he's going to be emceeing the whole event. We've got uh, our good friend Beezus is helping set up Beezus the whole the event. Beezus, so there'll be that. But, yeah, um, you we can register on Eventbrite. Waffle. Oh, Lee Waffle. Okay, coming through. Yeah, yeah. Lee uh, Waffle we also coming through. might have some other merchandise available. TBD, TBD. Yeah, I was gonna well, say PLG TBD, merchandise, but that's definitely DEF in the building. But <laughs> right, additional fair. merch potentially. Potentially. But where can we Either find way. tickets, Lilo? Yeah, you can find tickets on the Eventbrite People Like Games inaugural Smash Winter Smash events. Um, we will have those links up on the subreddit if you want to check that r slash or r backslash people like games and uh, i'm sure we'll be tweeting it out on the social media so be sure to check us out as well you can find it on facebook too if you really want to but the long and short of it you're going to register on eventbrite so that we have your name confirmed if not and if you want to show up in person we will put you in the tournament as well as long as we don't exceed our 48 Minimum or 48 maximum, sorry. Minimum. <laughs> there will be you get the deal. Uh, prizes for first and second place. Yes. There will be shit all for third place. I'm sorry. You did sorry. Not, sorry about that, guys. Sorry. You did not run up. You ran down to third place. I'm just teasing. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. You were just the top of the losers. But anyway. Yes. Just kidding. That's second place. Shout out to the winner who will get a super cool prize who we don't uh, have definitively ascertained as of yet what will it will be but that will be announced by the end of the week we promise anyway event people like games this is just number one we're going to be having a lot of events coming soon so guess what your people have just become a podcast a clothing company and an event production company it's the brand now it's not the show from now on Welcome to the establishment. Welcome to the establishment. I don't like the establishment, really, because it just feels like the establishment is being the establishment. So. Oh, God. This is bad. Name change coming soon. Don't worry about it. Hey, we'll see. season. Lilo wants to wrap it up. I'm just rambling. We don't yeah, really have anything you are just rambling. Let's that. wrap it up. Get these people home. Go to bed. Wake up, listen to our friendly voices, and tune in next week as we give you more news of the gaming industry, ladies and gentlemen. You excited?